0: Ladies with gentle hands, we're back this week. I'm here with Hicksie. He's back in the building. Scorcher of a day, 40 degrees. How are you?
1: Yeah, good, mate. Yeah, beautiful outside. Yeah, close to 40. So uh, very nice. Doing it on Sunday as well. Yeah. A bit of a, a, bit of a change. Um, I think a few of the boys are busy with preseason and whatnot. So, yeah, good to be here.
0: Cricket yesterday?
1: Yeah, cricket yesterday. Um, didn't get the chalkies. Uh, went down, but um, still a lot of fun.
0: How did you go though? It's all about individual performance here. Let's be honest.
1: Didn't bowl too well, um, and then got thrown up the order and opened, and yeah, made thirty odd or something. But it wasn't enough as as it uh, turned out to be.
0: Shed, welcome back, mate. And I think you've had a week off, but you're, you're back here again. Yeah, it's good. It's
2: fantastic to be contractually obliged to be here again. <laughs> yes. Um, there was a message in the messenger. Boys, get in here today, or we're in a big strife. So that's right. Pay cuts are coming. About the same for me. I played cricket yesterday and had a very substandard day. Didn't take a wicket. Real my average came in right at the end with Cork. A cork couldn't hit a thing and rotated, tried to hit a six and got caught out for one. So my average is now half. I'm averaging 26 now. Well, we have had a week off, so I might as well use
0: that segue well. What about the Aussies going down in that test at the Gabba? I'm sure we have all would have watched it. Shamar Joseph, bit of a star in the rising, what we've seen there, taking a seven far. That game looked over with about three hours ago, but bloody good to watch in the end. And to be honest, a lot of people saying, oh, you've got to back Australia in. you you got to want them to win every game. Of course, you wanted to win every game, but you wanted to be competitive at least to watch for the sport. So I thought it was a bloody good watch in the end and well done to the West Indies, even though they got pumped a couple of days ago in the ODI. Absolutely.
2: It's fantastic for the general viewing public, I think, that to see a team come from behind against the odds, everyone loves a comeback story. If you're really into the Australian cricket team winning trophies, I think at the end of this test cycle, when we might not make the World Test Championship final, I think we can rewind back to that exact game and probably pinpoint those seven guys that just sort of fumbled the bag a little bit there at the end. And a little bit
0: nonchalant, it looked. It was a bit like, well, we've wrapped up, because I'm pretty sure Australia won that series. So after losing to the West Indies right at the end there, they got to hold up the trophy to say, yeah, we won, even though 20 minutes ago we just got bowled out. So a little bit of a, I don't know if it's a bad look, but a lot of Australian people that love their cricket aren't happy with the test side at the moment, even though they're number one in the world. Would
2: you say that's a fair assumption? Uh, no, I would say that that probably may be the worst loss for the uh, sorry. She oh, is. I'm just thinking about community us. man, community yeah. man, which <laughs> we love. The worst loss for the Australian cricket team in the last twenty years. I'm going to label that one as. Whew, that is the biggest upset at home because they call it the Gabba. While it's about to get ripped down, and I think it might need to after that. They've sort of haven't really got their form going at the Gabba as of the last couple of series. We are probably the top flight. They were talking about it three weeks ago. It could be the most dominant Australian team of all time, comparing it to the Ponting era, things like that. And then they go up against a bunch of blokes that were playing grade cricket, you know, all around the world, not even in major competitions a month ago. It's sort of a bit of a tilting point. I don't think you'd be too upset, but it is a sign of the changing of the guard and the era that we might be heading into. Would you say, Hixie, it's a taking the foot off the gas, or would you
0: say... West Indies were too good or is it a combination of both of them?
1: Yeah, um, I think it is a bit of a combination of both. I think Australia were getting very comfortable with winning um, and the Windies, they obviously had nothing to lose in that test. They just went out there and a lot of young kids um, started hitting their straps in that last game, like Joseph, as you said, um, off air before taking seven wickets, I think it was. Um, They were just running on pure energy and I think it was good for Australia to lose that, probably kicking, kicking up the ass a bit. I think they're getting comfortable winning because they have been winning for however long it lasts, 18 months, 12 months, yeah.
2: Credit solely to Shamar Joseph though, oh, 100%. You've got, you got to give credit
0: where it's due. We're looking at probably the negative side of it as well, which a lot of other pundits do. But to be fair, it was a cracking innings. Like I said, they were what, two for going into the last day and to take those eight wickets. Even getting when it was 150. Even though I went down a double-digit run scoring that they had to get back, it was like, all right, we'll put the foot down here and win it. Mm. Didn't get it done, but huge credit to him in for that plenty happening in the nba at the moment we're, we're nearing the all-star and the all-star selections have come out as well any snubs in your direction
2: shed Well, there's a clear and obvious ones like jalen brunson being in the main one probably he's That's leading the, starter yep leading the knicks um to their probably their best season in the last how many years maybe 20 easy and yeah. it's probably the most confidence knicks fans probably should have or relatively uh what's the word i'm looking for realistically capable of having. They've had unrealistic expectations before. So him to be snubbed as a starter, probably one. Sabonis and Fox probably in the West missing out altogether.
0: Very stiff there. Sabonis too as well, averaging the last 30 games, he's averaged a double-double. So he's just about to break Oscar Robinson's record for the Kings. I did say that about five minutes ago. So my stats aren't that great. I agree. What about Trey Young? I reckon that's a little bit questionable. Everyone's saying he should have been a starter. Thorny... On the SC socials, had him as a starter. Maybe that's because he's in his fantasy side. But yeah, for me, I think he could have
2: gone in there over maybe Devin Booker. He's made the reserves, has he not? Trey Young, no, he hasn't. Snub. He's been cut out altogether. Yes, it's sort of one of those ones that bit of recency bias. He's just sort of having another Trey Young season. And I think, like, if you just go, oh, you just keep doing the same thing, oh, you know, it gets a bit boring. We'll cut him out, type thing. But oh, I don't know. It's pretty rough. He's, he still puts up good numbers, but. I don't know. There's probably a few in that boat as well, like Lillard probably not having his best season, but yet snuck in there as well because he's extremely popular. Now, if there is any faith out there for us as sports people, we're obviously probably past our
0: chances at going professional unless it's darts or something along those lines. I think we're in a bit of strife, but did anyone see the photo of Patrick Mahomes in the locker room after the last win? <laughs> did you
2: see it? He's been enjoying a bit of cool as
0: Yes, <laughs> He has the sloppiest rig really? you will ever see. Like... Unbelievable, and like credit to him, he's the best quarterback. And there's discussions that he's going to be better than Tom Brady. He's the greatest of all time, and he is trucking. He's skinny fat, yeah, but it's it like it's like bit.
1: flubber, like hanging
0: down. Like you
2: look at him, and he does not look like that at all.
1: I think about, yeah, big athlete with his six pack, and everything.
2: yeah, it was huge shock factor. But he that- looks like he just drank like four diet cokes in a <laughs> yeah. row like he's just very very bloated <laughs> yeah. all the time which we which oh, we love here
1: what you talking about too? <laughs> we're no oil paintings <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what i'm
0: saying that's why i'm saying that there's hope out there if you've got patrick mahomes everyone's going oh he's the goat and you're looking at him going he hasn't done an ab crunch in at least six months <laughs> it's fantastic to see which we do love there is plenty of other things that we are going to discuss on here. Of course, the Super Bowl being one of them. I can't wait for Hicksy's tips and his little catchphrase that he comes up with that we're all sick of here on the podcast. There is also the SC Oz episode, which will be coming out this week. Freo in Richmond. Interesting to see the preview for the season coming up for that. But we've done a preview. Now it's time for me to do a little bit of a review. Uh, last week we had a quiz, if you haven't heard the episode, where Ford versus Ferrari was named on Rotten Tomatoes, the number one sports movie of all time. Uh, a bit of
2: backlash for this?
0: Two hours, 34 minutes, not that I'm counting. Jeez. Got about 40 minutes in and I was going, well, what is going on here? How is this movie in the top 150? Uh, that's where I was steering towards, but it come good towards the end. Matt Damon, Christian Bale, both play good roles throughout the movie. I'll, I'll rate the movie. I'm going to give it a 7.7 out of 10. and how can you rate that the number one sports movie of all time when it's in that ballpark figure? And, of course, I'm the needle stick for the rest of society, so <laughs> we'll go off that from there. But I'm not sure if you two have watched it.
1: No, I haven't watched it. No. Uh,
0: no. Worth a watch, though. Oh, no, yeah, it's worth, it's
1: worth a watch. But can you give us a quick summary of what it's about? Uh,
0: Ford basically goes up against Ferrari. Yep. Um, you wouldn't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you would not believe it. But uh, Ferrari, obviously, at the time, made the cars. They were the big. I'm going to guess it's the 60s. Everyone's probably screaming through their car radio at the moment going, this bloke's got no idea and he's just watched the movie. Ferrari, basically, the lead one. Ford were never a part of uh, the circuit of what they did called Le Mans, which is like a 24-hour race. Uh, And the marketing bloke for Ford comes up and says, we need Ford to look a bit more flashy. And they're like, well, we sell way more cars than Ferrari. XYZ, Matt Damon comes in. They test trial these cars. And then it goes up to the big race at the end and I won't spoil it for anyone. But uh and they play for the Piston
2: Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Pistons, uh they're going shit out still as well. But pistons. I do have a little transition though from that. Speaking of Ferrari, there has been a little bit of contract news this week. Uh Lewis Hamilton will be going to Ferrari in twenty twenty five. So that's not this upcoming season. He will still be a Mercedes Benz that's weird driver. Mm. He's been a little bit unhappy in the rumor mill of the last couple of years. Is it because his car's just not delivering as he would like? Ferrari aren't exactly delivering those results as well, but he's going to be making the shift. And I believe it's like a hundred plus mill contracts, so, which is on the very high end in terms of uh, F1, even though it is a very rich sport. So for Good everyone news, out there, could you put that in NBA terms for what it will be? Oh, it's like, groundbreaking like record sort of stuff like you know your James Harden contracts your Kevin Durant Kevin Durant your Steph Curry contracts so to be fair he's the most successful driver in the history of the sport so you probably get what you pay for and especially Ferrari transitioning back into being a dominant power in the sport and they're trying to put the investment into the driver as well taking that factor completely out of it so it leaves Carlos signs without a role for 2025 but being a good experienced driver I think you'll find a spot so the silly season of F one can be sometimes more interesting than the actual season itself, and that is a great way to kick it off.
0: Not sure how I feel about the twenty twenty five type scenario. The NRL does yeah, it as I was well. Say
1: the NRL. Mm. Yep.
0: It's one of those things, especially probably for a team sport. I think it's weirder for the NRL National Rugby League. If you're listening from uh, America at the moment, cheers to the listeners out there. But it's interesting if you were playing for a side and you're going in six months' time. I'm going to go play for the Cronulla Sharks. I don't know. It's just that weird feeling in the locker room. I know it's it's a business. It's a bit of an entertainment, but it takes away from that sort of,
2: we're in this together, boys, until I leave in a couple of weeks. Yeah. You know? I, I think I like, say, a transfer window or like an off-season uh, trade market, like so you see in the NBA and NFL. I think I like the, all the deals to get done in that one period. Probably helps the media out a little bit. In the NRL, it does keep the uh, news coming in and keeps people on their toes a lot. So
1: quickly back onto Hamilton what stage is he at with his career like is he going towards the end of it or yeah, is he back-ended. in prime or no he's, he's definitely been around for a while?
2: he's definitely over the hill but where the hill is for some drivers like we don't know because yeah. like 8 years ago you could say Fernando Alonso was like oh yeah have a couple more seasons at McLaren the McLaren are pretty bad he'll probably just you know drive and pack it in and then he has 2 years off comes back for Alpine and he was killing it for them and now he's been recruited to Aston Martin and now he's like going really well for them and now you'd say he's back into his peak form. So yeah, and he's yeah. like forty something. It's a brilliant question though in terms of
0: all sports. And I'm probably gonna name this episode moving the needle because <laughs> if you think about it, in a lot of other sports though, the duration of the athlete has changed probably in the last ten years. You look at LeBron now, obviously doing it. Steph Curry is like thirty five, thirty-six, you know, Kobe Bryant was ending his career at that stage. So the longevity of, of sports people, Tom Brady, another one in his own field of sports so people are just starting to find that longevity and i wonder if it's
2: going to be transparent for the afl whether or not they can do that as well with such a physical sport though you'd wonder it just gets younger and younger yeah. and younger as we go on but in terms of f1 like a driver can shape your car if they can adapt to the car that you make it can make it a great car if it if you've got a driver that doesn't know how to drive what you've provided for them, then you're going to have a slow car. You get what you get out of your your driver, so that's why they're so important, and that's probably why they're so famous in the sport. You don't know who the engineers are that come up with the ideas for the uh, aerodynamics. You come up, you know who the drivers are. So that probably answers that question with that. Other big news uh, for another United Kingdom, but in the terms of Liverpool with
0: Jurgen Klopp. Finishing up at the end of this season, and I was bamboozled by this when you sent that in. I was waiting for Ashton Kutcher to rock up and say I've been punked. Couldn't believe it. I thought Shed was stitching me up. But nonetheless, he's ending his career uh, at Liverpool, that is. Anyway, he says he'll never coach uh, another England side again, and he's going to have at least a year off before he considers another league or even a country, potentially. So what are your thoughts
2: on that from uh, exterior? I, I was in the same boat. I thought, I'm seeing this video, I'm like... It's the day that you hear that, like, LeBron, oh, sorry, not LeBron, Kobe has passed away, like, Shane Warne's passed away. You're just like, what? Yeah, I've got to, like, check multiple sources to see if it's true. <laughs> He's not dying, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'll, uh, I'll give you that. Well, Liverpool's dead after this, so. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's, it's amazing, but I think it just builds for a fantastic end to this Premier League season. We were talking about it as one of the greatest Premier League seasons already due to just how close everyone is in terms of points, but it's. The last dance. Michael yeah. Jordan, it, this will be the Liverpool's last dance, I think. Like not that they're gonna say get dramatically worse or anything, possibly in the near future, but But there's talk of Van Dyke could leave as well. There's plenty of talk around just the club
0: in general. But I think he hasn't been to the same level as Sir Alex Ferguson in terms of titles one time actually at the club, but everybody. his impact has been profound. Like he picked that club up and if you go and look through and if you're a Premier League fan and you go and look through that starting 11 that he had, gee whiz. And that's when I was really starting to watch Liverpool when they weren't that great. I'm not a bandwagon and like your bronze and jukers. The club that he took over and then the fact that you've got your Chelsea's, your Man City's with enormous amount of money coming in Newcastle now being one of them and Liverpool have just sort of plotted their way. They got rid of Coutinho and in 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 turn for that they got Alisson, they got Van Dijk into the side so. He actually hasn't spent that much money. He's not even in the top six Premier League clubs of spending money, and they're still currently the number one side in the Premier League. Won a Premier League title itself throughout the COVID year, which sucked, the Champions League, FA Cup. He's won, he's won the lot. So he answered the dreams. Yeah, he answered the of dreams. Liverpool fans. And I got to go over and witness and watch them play. So for me, I'll remember that, and it was Where does league. he rank amongst Liverpool managers? He'd have to be in the top three. Easily, Do you he transcended think- tra- a club that was in the pits. Funnily enough, and it's a it's a <laughs> it's a typical example for me to use here. But it's like if Brad Scott turned Essendon around this year, like I'd just be like, gee whiz, that like everyone would be like, it's like what Dimmer Harvey did at Richmond, like turning a
2: big club to its former glory type thing. Yeah,
0: correct. Very similar to one of those things in, in what he's done, and that's why I said the duration isn't there, and potentially people would say the success isn't, but. They've scored, I think it's three out of the top 10 Premier League season scored for total points in the season and two of those they didn't even win it that year because Manchester City mm. were also Just in that to top in 10 and won it that year. So incredible what he's done. We're next to Liverpool where the Xabi Alonso takes over. I'm not too sure, but we'll go to a quick break now and um, after this we're going to have a little bit more sports talk, votes and the infamous quiz. I'm keen to see who's going to win this week. Very good quiz because I'm the GOAT. <laughs>
1: And we are back. Um, Obviously, didn't have a podcast last week. No. Uh,
0: Blood is a biscuit on that too.
1: That's right. Everyone was a bit busy, but... no, we will, but may
0: have to change the fraud award votes, which will be coming up soon. Ooh, CEO, not happy. Naughty, naughty. Moving (laughs) on.
1: So we'll uh, go back in in the (laughs) time machine anyway, as we do, and the Oz Open wrapped up on uh, the weekend, Saturday and Sunday, with the girls on Saturday night. Um, Sabalenka smoked that game. It was a pretty boring game, to be honest. Is that two
2: in a row for her now?
1: Two in a row, yes. First time since 2013, I believe. And then, obviously, in the men's, on the Sunday, Medvedev was up two sets to love. Rinse and repeat. Choked again. And Sinner came through in five sets. So it was a much better game on the Sunday night. Uh, It was very nice to see someone other than Djokovic win the Australian Open. He's just been... Dominant for many years. Um, and I think we, we did talk about this before and think of the first week of the Oz Open. Uh, it might be a changing of the guards kind of in the men's side. Obviously, Rafa um, pulled out of the Oz Open injured and Joker going down in the rounds before the finals. Um, I just think that, yeah, all the young ones coming out like Sinners and yeah, um, Kasparud and. Rublev. Rublev. So I'll just. Varev, ca- all those. Give me a future Mount
2: Rushmore. We talk about the big four. At the time in tennis, and it was Djokovic, Nadal, Federer, and then we squeezed Murray in yeah. probably there for a five-year period. In the next five years of te- world tennis, who is going to be the big four names to take out the most titles?
1: Uh, the easy one is Alcaraz. I think he's a complete player. Um, he's already shown it winning, i got to say, was it US Open? Yeah, US Open. Open? Yep, US Open. Uh, Zverev, Alexander, or Sasha, as they call him. Sasha, Zverev, he'll be up there as well. Um, I don't like sits to piss. He can get stuffed. Um, Sinner, he's obviously won the show and open. He'll be up there. And One more. I'm going to say the Demon.
2: The Demon. The Demon. He's going to he's
1: in I there. No, he's, Medvedev. No, I hate Medvedev. don't like him, so he's not up there. But
0: See, uh, Andy Roddick throughout the week was defending him, saying, like, this bloke's already better than I was for my entire career. You need to get off his back for the two sets to love advantage. He'll become a good player. But... After a while, speaking of rinse and repeat, and we've seen it a lot with Andy Murray back in the day. Mm. It's giving Andy Murray vibes, I feel. So it will be interesting. And uh, my man, Holger Roon, will be on that Mount Rushmore. He's exciting to watch. And I think that's what tennis is missing, though, because everyone's going, oh, it's just going to be Djokovic in the final. Well, what's the point in even watching it? And then you get to Djokovic gets knocked out. And I don't know, just didn't really have that buzz to it this year, Towards, towards the end of it anyway. Obviously, everyone had eyes glued to the TV when Sinner was up against Djokovic and got the win done for it but to be honest for myself I only watched like the first set and then I'm like I'm going to bed it didn't really have that spark to it whether it's personality whether it's I don't know what it is I think yeah we need to kick in the ass
1: yeah Djokovic does draw the crowd and everyone wants to to watch when he's playing because he is that that good but I think that's why Kyrios needs to get back on the tour as soon as he can because he is the one who will bring the crowd and bring the excitement
0: isn't it funny that they've at the start, there's the incident with Wimbledon with uh, Kyrgios in the red shoes and the, the attitude on the court, spitting of the dummies. And now he's in the commentary box for Eurosports and everyone else and they are going, oh, we want him back out there. And half the media, it felt like for the Australian Open, was on Kyrios and he wasn't even playing. It speaks volumes that I think the tennis world's done a 180 in saying, hey, we actually need this bloke.
2: We need to get him back out there, like I said, have a little bit of personality. Absolutely.
1: We'll go over to Shed. You've
2: got a few things from the touchline. Yeah, we'll just, we've been promoting the touchline recently. Um, we just love our SP, SC faithful, or as we like to call them, the confidants, to get in touch with us on the touchline. And we put a bit of a um, put a a bit of a question out there, the GOAT debate, if Mahomes is now better than Tom Brady. Jeez, did a couple of people bite on that one too. Absolutely. I've got Which a comment we love. here. Nothing to do with Mahomes or Brady, but Cody's a jackass. It was one of the first comments. <laughs> Who have we got here? We've got at Don Zil, Don Torres.
1: Love, to, love to
2: hear for you, Don. <laughs> uh, if I was drafting them, I'd take Mahomes in his prime before Brady in his prime. The talent gap between them is enormous, and he, Mahomes has done it without a good defense. I like that. So that was our first one at Cut Different underscore fifteen. It says I honestly, don't think he should be compared to anyone as far as the goat goes. Uh, Brady and Montana can be. Is the real discussion, uh, and the last one here we've got from Harry Matthews twenty. He says, "Watch them both verse each other in meaningful games like the AFC Championship, and then the Super Bowl. Brady is two and zero against him, and he was in his forties. Case closed." I liked, I liked that
0: comment, and I got a few likes on that one as well. So thanks everyone for that touchline, and it is we will be doing it every week for the confidants. I can't believe you've come up with that one, Shed, as per usual, which we love. Um yeah make sure you send them in every week. Speaking of Mahomes, we've got the Super Bowl this week. It's going to be plenty of discussions around uh what's going to be the Gatorade color, how long's the national anthem going to go for, will we'll Usher have Justin Bieber out there at the halftime show? So many questions. And then we've also got the game as well, which should be great to watch. Who are we tipping, boys? Um if you want to chuck in a first uh t- I was going to say first goal scorer. Oh boy. Uh first touchdown scorer. Anything you want to add in there? MVP for the game. Who's
2: going to win? By how much? Fire away. Uh, I think I've doubted the Chiefs enough. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all have. In the last couple of weeks. So I I don't know. It's just one of those ones that uh, the 49ers haven't been that convincing for me, but yet they've just been doing exactly the same, just getting the job done. So I, I'm just going to steer away from that and I'm just going to go, right. I'm just going to pick the Chiefs just to be a safe bet. Uh, anytime touchdown scorer, I'm going to go Mahomes to run one in. Woo, that'd be juicy odds too. That'd be around your five buckers. So we like that one. Hicksy,
1: what do we got? Obviously, I'm going bang, bang, nine again. <laughs> Here
0: it is. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be mad at Dale for ruining the story. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's the wrong so, one. <laughs> sorry, sorry, guys. That was me. <laughs> uh, sorry, mate. Continue. No, I did jump on them um, at the start of the season. Had to choose a team and I'm pretty glad I chose them. Um, obviously, making the Super Bowl. Yeah, great choice. Um, I'm gonna go. McCaffrey is gonna get a touchdown, and uh, thirty-five cents. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, MVP of the game will be obviously Brock Purdy. Put that in. Ooh, I get a dollar ten. Purdy. Um, but the main main betting should be how many times they'll flash to Taylor Swift if she gets there.
0: Let's do an over under.
1: It's got to be over fifty.
0: Fifty. Well,
1: I reckon if you include are you the seconds, halftime? are we
0: talking? actual pan shot
1: oh, pan shot
0: where, where do you, you during it? the game during live play
1: live play or because I reckon they'll do 20 before they start
0: yeah if you include the full production I'm going with oh yeah
2: 16.5 <laughs> full production or ga- live game full production you got to think about it it's the Super Bowl there's a lot of other shit going on as well I reckon Kelsey's going to get a hell of a lot of the ball so I reckon easy over 40 during live play we like
0: it we like where do we sit before I give the final discussion on where I think it will go. Where do we sit with this whole Taylor Swift thing? Obviously there's Americans out there going, show the game. We're sort of sick of seeing this side of things. And there's others saying, Hey, we're bringing in a new fan base here. It's an entertainment business. Do you think it's, yes, show it a couple of times, but let's focus on the game, the sport, what we're here to enjoy. Or are you, whatever the production is, as long as it's not 50-50 split, you know what I'm saying? Well.
2: I think the if it was the other way around and an AFL player was dating Taylor Swift and she was coming to the games, the AFL yeah. would be absolutely laughing it up. Yeah, like I think the NFL are just loving the money spinner that it is. So the only people that are crying about it are the blokes that drink their fifty Coors Lights, yeah, Coors Lights, and sit in their armchair and throw their remote through the TV <laughs> when their team loses. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> leave me out, wins.
0: leave me out of this,
2: yeah. uh, but. I'm going to go with the Chiefs
0: as well, unfortunately. Sorry, Hicksy I think it comes down to experience at the end of the day. Brock Purdy under the big lights there at Las Vegas. Mr. Irrelevant. I know he's had a fantastic season, but I think they're going to have to run the ball a bit through McCaffrey. I will get on McCaffrey first touchdown scorer, which will be again, I think you have to pay them when it wins, uh, considering how short it is. But I think the Chiefs get it done. And I think Travis Kelsey might get the MVP, like you said. I think you will have a big game. I think you go for over hundred yards and a couple of tuddies, So there is my prediction on that one, boys.
1: Just quickly, um, just tying in the NRL. Is this the same stadium in Las Vegas they're playing the NRL round one?
0: Correct. I believe so, yep. There you go. Alliant Energy Stadium. Oof. Allegiant, but yeah, anyway, <laughs> we'll go with that. Nah. That's fine. <laughs> if anyone wants to give us some late tickets to the Super Bowl,
2: please let us know. Uh. speaking of tickets, did you see Christian McCaffrey's wife come out and say we can't afford a private box? At the stadium because it's two point five mil for a twenty person box and the, for their family to sit in or whatever. Oh my god, first world problems. Yeah, it's incredible, isn't it? Brock Purdy's getting paid eight hundred k for the year to take hey. him, and it's two point five mil to have a private box at the stadium.
0: Uh yeah. There's the Super Bowl prices are ridiculous. I think the minimum for a ticket was looking at around about seven grand US. So anyway, like I said, feel free to get onto the touchline, the confidants. There might be a few um, Wall Street blokes out there who can get us a ticket. We'll see what happens. And obviously the flight's from Australia. <laughs> Fantastic. A little bit of accommodation as and well. And if you've got some spending money, we'll just go for it. And I'm going to need some fuel money to get down to Melbourne. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly right. And uh, borrow someone's my key pass, which we love. It's time to give our votes now. We've missed it last week. So it's going to be a little bit of a recap around for both of those. I'll start things off with the MVP. Thanks, Hixey. It goes about one too long. (laughs) (laughs) We need to cut that out. Well, uh, we'll work on that in post-production. Thanks, Shed. You're on Double Bubble. It is Sunday. It might be triple time, which we love to see. MVP, three votes go to the West Indies. Of course, Shamar Joseph is a part of that. Congratulations to them. Two votes go to Luka Doncic. Now, it feels like a little bit of a time ago, but it wasn't that long ago. He dropped 73 points. The fourth highest score in NBA history, and I feel like we've just sort of brushed over that today. So fantastic effort by him in terms of that. I'm very is some, happy.
1: Very is someone
0: going to get close to the 81? Well, that was my next question, Shed. You're all over this. Will anyone pass Kobe's 81, or will we see a 100-point game ever in our lifetimes?
2: In our lifetimes, I don't know, but I think definitely in the next five years, someone's going to surpass 81, I reckon. Yeah, I'd agree with that. But you've got to think about it. 73 points, and then you've got to add in
0: a really high-scoring player's average on top of that for an extra another 30 points or so. So I don't know. Hixie, where do you sit with it?
1: Yeah, I think we will, like Chet said, see someone pass 81. But I was just thinking, so if you go into halftime and you're on 40 points, surely you're telling your teammates, feed me the ball.
0: Well, they did that with Carl anthony Towns. So we've seen four games within a span of a week with over 62 points in a game. Carl anthony Towns. Two of of them in one day. Two of them in one day, correct. Joel Embiid, the other one, having 70 points himself. But Carl anthony Towns was on 50-odd at three-quarter time. They were blowing past the Hornets, and he just started to hock up everything, starting to shoot everything, give me the ball. He goes, they were all discussing, going, what's Embiid on? We want to get past it. And then getting run over by the Hornets and losing that game right at the death of it. so
2: and their coach was not happy.
0: The issue, I think, with the scoring is if you're going to be scoring 100 points, it's going to be hard. <laughs> this is ridiculous to say. It's going to be hard for the other team to stay with you. You need it to nearly be going to an overtime or a double overtime. Because if you're blowing a side out and you're up by 25, I don't think the coach is going to sit you in for a regular season game. That's on the NBA
2: League pass. uh, And the opposition coach will probably triple team you by then and be happy with anyone else shooting wide open threes before they let you score 100. So we have absolutely danced around it. Yes
0: or no? (laughs) Will we see one?
1: (laughs) No. 100 points? 100 points.
0: No. I'm going with yes. We're going to see one in our lifetime. I can see it happening, which we'd love to see. And funnily enough, we still haven't done the uh, one vote for the MVP, which is Janik Sinner, of course, winning the Australian Open. Beating Djokovic to get there and coming back two sets to love down to Medvedev. Yep.
1: All right. I'll jump into the fraud awards. Oh, brother, this guy stinks. <laughs> Gets me every time. <laughs> uh, one vote. Uh, we've got the Aussie cricket team. Mm. Obviously, we touched on that before uh, against the Windies and Shed said it was the worst loss in how many years, do you reckon it was? The
2: last 20, easily. 20.
1: Cop that. Uh, two votes. Miami Heat. And Zach lost three of the last seven? Lost three of the uh, Sorry, (laughs) I've
0: absolutely butchered that in there. They've lost seven of their last 10. Uh, That makes no sense what I've written in there, so my apologies.
1: All right, Miami Heat lost seven of the past 10, it was actually. And three votes. We've gone for the Royal Rumble, which I'm interested to hear about this.
2: Mm. Did anyone watch it? No, I didn't watch it, but I've seen plenty of clips about it.
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) Uh, Where do I start on this one? And I know everyone wants, we want The Rock back, which funnily enough, he is back in the WWE, if you have seen that in the last week. The people that are in the WWE now, what is going on there? There was, and hey, I'm for every community out there, but there was a lot of people that I was looking at, and they were coming out on the stage. I'm going, that bloke is not a wrestler. What is going here? The storylines, the way that they're twisting things now. It was porridge. They had Pat
2: McAfee come on, walk in the ring and walk straight out. Eliminated himself.
0: Yeah. There was just guys doing like little dancings and then getting knocked over, which I get, it's world wrestling entertainment. Mm. But uh, you want a little bit of authority about it where you go, who's going to win this one? Like back
2: in the day. I think the greatest one, like the number 30 slot, is always reserved for a big shock factor and a big superstar coming in. And I think this year it was Sammy, Sammy Zane. <laughs> Sammy Zane, who we're talking about sloppy rigs <laughs> yes. earlier. He's Sammy Mahomes Zane. He looks like an uncle at Christmas that just has a few too many jumps on the water slide. Yeah. He's like hair all the way down. Yeah. Like sloppy as. I could think, have been.
1: I think it went downhill when Logan Paul got a bloody belt. So, yeah. it's just terrible. It can but,
0: wrestle though. But he's entertaining. Yeah. It, yeah. So. We'll weigh it up. Anyway, that's enough on the WWE for now. It is time for the quiz, Hixie.
1: Quiz time! <laughs> All
0: righty, boys, rev your engines up. Let's get started. A point is worth a point. Unless stated otherwise, name Name. is your buzzer. Okay. Let's get things off. Question number one, name three sporting teams with numbers in their nickname.
2: Shed, Philadelphia 76ers, San Francisco 49ers, Adelaide 36ers.
0: Bang. Nailed it. And there was another one in there, Sydney Sixers I had as well, which was another one. Mm. They're the only four that I have. So if anyone else. Hoffenheim,
2: 96. <laughs> yes, there's another one there. <laughs> He's
0: flying here today, Shed. Settle down. No extra points awarded there. Question number two Who is currently favourite with the bookies to win the EPL title? Ben. Would it be
2: Liverpool? Um, I'll say Man City then.
0: It is Man City. Bonus for what they are paying. One extra point $2.40.
1: They will be paying $2.60.
0: Neither correct. They are paying $1.67. Oh, gee. It's unbelievable. To come
1: back from five points. Yep. No faith
0: in my boys, the Reds. But anyway, moving on to the next question. This is a five-point question alert, boys. Get ready for this one. Do we have a sound effect for that? No, we don't. No, we don't. <laughs> We're uh, just looking at the sheet. <laughs> uh, production today has been slow. You
2: have entered Power Drive. And that will do. That will do. <laughs>
0: five-point question, Power Drive question. Here we go. We're making shit up on the spot here as we go along. What sport TV show is rated number one of all time on IMDb? Oh, I haven't gone Rock TV Tomatoes. TV show. TV show. Uh,
2: TV show. It's a five-point question for a TV. reason. You
0: get, you'll get two guesses each at this.
2: One, after you both have a guess i'll uh better question would be name one sport team yeah, sure. <laughs> uh oh i know is it the one um he takes over the soccer team richmond a f c whatever it is going to need a name mate <laughs> it's definitely that one ted lasso ted lasso is correct
0: yes. <laughs> five points straight off the bat i couldn't believe that whether it was warranted or not well um, it's, was a, it's other not ones. a bad show what's the
1: list top five
0: uh there was like all american there's like a gridiron show there was friday night lights on there mm.
1: blue mountain state blue
0: mountain state was seventh on the list that's a good show, so, show. <laughs> yeah. so there is a few out there which we love to see question number four shed is leading prolifically here at to start things off, 7-0, I believe it is at this stage. Oh, Manchester United, Liverpool. All right. Question number four. Speaking of the Royal Rumble, who won it this year? Uh, Shed? Cody Rhodes. Correct. The American Pixie. Pixie has parked the car in the garage. Lewis Hamilton-like. Just waiting for 2025. As we move on to question number six, the Super Bowl is on this Monday, if you're Australian. What color was last year's Gatorade shower after the Super Bowl? Ben, orange. Incorrect.
2: Uh, purple.
0: Correct.
1: Oh, <laughs> it? Oh. <She>
2: yes. <laughs> Bonus oh, point.
0: Oh. Bonus point for how much Gatorade was paying to win. And an Australian. Which one is favourite this year? Dave. How much was purple paying last year? Ah, uh, seven dollars. Hixie. $8. It was neither of those. It was $13. Real roughy last year if you wanted to get onto that one. Let's see if Hicksy can get himself off the board here. I believe it is 9-0. Oh, my God. Oh God. All right. Southampton versus Manchester City all over again. <laughs> Name it the top five players in the AFL last season in the Coleman medal. One point for each one you get correct. Ben, Charlie Kernow, Correct.
1: Um, and then it would have been um, Suvalaki, Nick Clarky. Yep. Yeah, he was third. <laughs> Blogging in who kicks girls? Five. or oh, Oscar Allen?
0: Incorrect.
2: <laughs> oh. Didn't
0: make it. Sorry, mate. Jeff, Two points what for has you. Oscar though.
2: Allen done. To, <laughs> you guys to deserve this. The Oscar <laughs> Allen podcast brought to you by Sports uh, Confidential was Jeremy Cameron in there? He was
0: not. Okay, around well, as well. Another flush. crack at
2: it. Nah, use, read them out to us.
1: Read it out.
0: Kerno Walker, yeah, well, larkey Toby Green in fourth. Joe Danaher in fifth. Bonus for exactly how many goals Charlie Cuno kicked? Shed 83. Hixey?
1: 82. Four eighty one. 81, boy. No good there. Boy, moving,
0: moving on to the next one. Question seven. Where is this year's Olympics being held? Ben, Paris. Ooh, he's back, which we would like to see.
1: Only down by six. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and I think that's generous too. Uh, question number eight. What division are Wrexham AFC in, in the English system? Shed,
2: they're in League Two, currently sitting second behind Stockport County. They are not, they are third, but uh, oh, give you that one. Oh, this could have been yesterday. They lost yeah. to Salford City yesterday, funnily enough. Oh,
0: powder. Which, when I looked it up, I seen that. One point towards you. Let's see what Hicksie can do here. This is a 55-point question. <laughs> well, question number nine. List in order the AFL ladder from last season. Until you get it wrong, half a point for per one you get right. You can start, Hicksie. Hicksie, start things off. It's serving volley here. Let's go. Uh,
1: ben? <laughs> here we go. Hicksie's on. Oh, I can't even think.
2: Was it Brisbane? Oh, he's out on the first oh go. Girl. Wow, wait. Uh, Collingwood finished top. They did. What a jackass. <laughs> <laughs> what an idiot. Uh, Brisbane? Yes. Uh, oh, truth. Carlton finished fourth. No good,
0: mate. No good. It was Collingwood, Brisbane, Port Melbourne, Horse. Blues, Saints, oh. Giants, Swans, Dogs, Crows, Dons, Cats, Tigers, Freo, Suns, Hawks, Roos, and the Eagles. I had Port below the Ruse, but anyway. Some other ones prediction. <laughs> Moving on now. Uh, uh, question number 10. It is a Who Am I, of course. Hixie can win if he gets the first one, I believe, <laughs> which is going to be very interesting. For 10 points, I was born on the 27th of May, 1971.
2: How old would that make him?
1: 52. Well, 53 this year, so.
2: Mathematics There's a point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, 51, I'll say, you can go first, Ben. <laughs> yeah.
1: Jeez, um, Ben.
2: Is it Eric Cantona? It incorrect.
1: It is Zinedine Zidane.
2: Incorrect. Uh, Five points. I'm from Australia. Oh, well, I was going to say Jurgen oh. Klopp. So, no. right. Australian is aged 51. Ooh. Oh, I don't know. Are they alive? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Is it Matthew Hayden? Incorrect. It's
1: a good one.
2: Though look at his face, I we're yeah. on the right track. Yeah, I think it's a a cricketer. Crick- crick-
1: is it James Brayshaw?
0: Incorrect. For four points, my sport
2: is AFL and I was a player.
1: Um, Aged
2: 51, that means they've retired like you think so? mm, 20 years
1: yeah, ago. Yeah, a while. So early 2000s. Is it
2: Dustin Fletcher? Incorrect.
1: <laughs> <laughs> He's playing at 55. <laughs> Still playing. Uh, is it Scott Camparelli? Incorrect. (laughs) Oh, geez, I love the guess, though. If he's 51, I'll lose it. (laughs) Uh, We
0: love that. For three points, I played for two clubs.
2: Is it Dimmer Hardwick? Incorrect. Nice guess, though. That's a good guess.
0: Is it Severio Rocca? Incorrect. Good guess, though. Savory. For two points, I was a two-time premiership player, seven-time All-Australian.
1: It's true.
2: Seven-time All-Australian. It... Oh, that, that rings a bell. That is um, <laughs> BT. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs>
1: BT. <laughs> not 51 either. He's, He's definitely two. 51. He was 51 once. Yeah, about <laughs> 10 years ago. Oh. it. Oh, boy. Sorry, Who's what he... did you say? Sorry. Two time Premiership two-time player. Two time Premiership.
0: Seven time All Australian. Played at two clubs. Um, 1971.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that Alves. <laughs> Is it Mark Bickley? No, it's not. Who? I Mark Bickley? Bickley. I love it. Who the fuck is
0: that? Played for Adelaide. Come on. All right. For one point, my career was
2: mainly at North Melbourne.
1: Oh, God. Ben Byron Pickett? Correct. Pickett? Byron- Pick it. Boys. Oh, my goodness.
2: It's not John Longmore again, is
0: it? No. For 0.5 of a point, my nickname was the King and Duck.
1: Oh, Wayne, Gary, Ben. Ben. If
0: it it walks like a duck, if it talks like a duck, and if it has anti-inflammatories at a casino, it is the duck.
2: (laughs) Glasses is missing. It's the duck. (laughs) Quack, quack. What a quiz this week. I
0: think I won it this week. You suck. Yeah, jackass. Thanks for coming on again, boys. We'll see you next week.